on this week's Talking with Topher. Wow. Just wow. I mean, what what are we going to do when the robots take over? What are we going to do? What are you going to do? So they manipulate them. They color them to the best of their ability. Ugh. And now let's get into episode 202. Happening TWT fans, it is so good to be back on this February 15th, 2024. And I'm so glad that you are all back for some more. Let me start off the way I always do by saying thank you. Thank you to all my subscribers. Thank you to everybody who's doing everything that you can to help this podcast grow. I greatly appreciate it. And uh, if you're new to the podcast, remember to hit that subscribe button. I don't know why you're not doing it. It's free for you. So just click the subscribe button. If you want your opportunity to be on a podcast, send a video, audio, or type it out to talkinwithtofer at gmail.com. That's the official email of the podcast. So go ahead and send in your submission to be on the podcast or just tell your story but send it over to t-a-l-k-i-n with tofer at gmail.com and then of course the link tree is the easiest way to find everything twt click it it's in the description below the video it brings you to all the platforms and all the social media so go follow and subscribe there but again you can also copy that and share it with everybody you know to help the podcast get a little bit bigger. All right, and I greatly appreciate everybody who does that. But today, it is going to be Topher Topics episode. There is not much going on in my personal life. I am just uh, very busy uh, maintaining 10 stores. Jiu-Jitsu has been absolutely phenomenal. It's been so awesome to get on the mats three days a week. Um, this is considered my downtime right now. So um, I'm, I'm just taking it all in. I'm loving this position. It's been over a year. Just cranking away at everything. And just I keep pushing that heavy rock up the hill, you know. So we're going to take a quick break so you can hear from my sponsor. This February at Slowdown Clothing, the ultimate destination for all the tattoo-inspired fashion you've been searching for. Heading to slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com is the first step in unlocking a world of breathtaking art and incredible style. But wait, there's more. With the exclusive promo code T-O-P-H-E-R, you can enjoy a remarkable 10% off your entire purchase. Yes, you heard that right. A whole 10% off just for using the code T-O-P-H-E-R at checkout. Our inventory is constantly growing with fresh designs and styles making their way to our shelves regularly. Whether you're treating yourself or searching for the perfect gift for your loved ones during the upcoming holiday season, slow down clothing has something for everyone. And with Valentine's Day just around the corner, 
there's no better time to revel in our mesmerizing collection. We take pride in curating a selection that captures the essence of tattoo culture, showcasing the incredible artistry and creativity of tattooed inspired brands. Each piece tells us a unique story, making your fashion statement the true work of art. At Slowdown Clothing, you'll find much more than just garments. You'll discover an entire lifestyle woven into each design. So why wait? Visit slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com and experience the magic for yourself. Remember the promo code T-O-P-H-E-R is your ticket to unlocking that irresistible 10% discount at checkout. Embrace the uniqueness, celebrate the art, and indulge in the allure of slow down clothing today. All right, and I'm back, everybody. Let's get into today's Topher's topic, shall we? Because I got some ones I need to talk about here. This stuff is wild. North Korea is now Im- implementing AI gives birth to AI. Scientists say tech can now replicate without humans. Already? Holy shit. I, does anybody else think that that was kind of quick? Man, this is going to be crazy in five years. It's going to be able to duplicate itself. It's going to be able to work without humans. It's going to be wild in five years. Five, five. And they're saying it's already doing it. So North Korea has been developing artificial intelligence across various sectors, including military technology and programs that safeguard nuclear reactors, which may or may not be real, uh, which could create international threats, according to the new report. So what they're doing is, is they are actually using AI in a nuclear program. I do not see a good outcome from this, but we're going to let this one play out. AI generates AI really means that uh, we are building a lot of the AI design tools that can automatically help us design an AI model. That means basically from the data generation and uh, all the way to the model deployment. He looks so angry. That you can use these (laughs) AI tools to assist you to generate the design this model. In the past, uh, this our technology is a breakthrough. Um, in the sense that uh, for the first time, we have designed a fully automated pipeline that you can design an AI model without uh, human intervention in the process, right? In the past, uh, people have dream- dreamed about this and uh, have also created pieces of, the, pieces of this technology, right? So uh, here and there, but uh, we put everything together and also innovated a few steps further and then Design a fully automated pipeline. What? So basically, we are leveraging the foundation models that behind ChatGPT uh, to develop the tools. We use those tools to automatically generate the complex models, efficient models for endpoint devices. How the AI will evolve and uh, compare to uh, human uh, intelligence. I think for bigger models like ChatGPT uh, and for the models running on the cloud. I think that's more the direction they are working on. Well, we are working on are really the uh, specific tasks. Oh. Very, very low 
uh, cost solutions on every corner of the world. So we're not really comparing with uh, ChatGPT in the near future for, for, the, for the area where we're working on. So we're bringing the uh, intelligence into the daily life, make life uh, safer, uh, uh, more intelligent. Uh, we are talking about self-improving uh, models. And uh, right now, Man, that's we scary. have uh, the capability uh, to, right now the society is not building the models to improve themselves, to further uh, build better models, but the bigger models, not yet. Right now, this is the first time so I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there, but it seems like if they keep advancing this AI, they're almost putting themselves out of work. It's just going to keep advancing and getting better all by itself. We're not even going to need scientists anymore. Step in the past uh, to show that uh, AI models can build AI models. Right now, we're using bigger models build a small models like a bigger brother helping small brother to improve uh, that's the first step to a bigger, um, bigger job of build of self-evolving ai if wow. we think about the chat gpt and this tiny machine learning they are on the two extremes of the spectrum of intelligence right the large models they are uh, large and they reside in the cloud and on the other and on the other hand um we are building the smallest model that they reside in sinks the large models are best for um general questions and uh, the smallest models uh, on the other hand they are ultra efficient right so the surprising thing we find is that essentially you can use the largest model to help you automatically design the smaller ones so in the future we believe that they, these the large and the small they will collaborate together and build a uh, complete intelligence ecosystem that is absolutely insane it's uh, it's insane it's insane right these things are going to be able to do everything we can't and more um and and by making the big one help the little one i mean we are just basically giving everything to them we're giving it all to them we're not going to need scientists you're not going to need geologists you're not going to need warehouse people you're not going to need truck drivers you're not going to need people right we're just going to be in the way oh my god i i think this is I think it's crazy, man. This is so wild to even be to even be capable of this being a possibility. Man, I didn't think this could ever happen. I really didn't. I am completely blown away by this and I think Hold on. There we go. We got it? Yeah, that's better. All right. Sorry about that. I had to tweak my sound. Everything's got to be off, you know? <laughs> it's never without a technical difficulty around here. So, um, wow. Just wow. I mean, what what are we going to do when the robots take over? What are we going to do? What are you going to do? There are so many places uh, laying off people and clo clo closing. So, as of right now, 
This is old. I, I understand that. But Macy's is to cut 2,300 workers. Now, this was back in January 19th. The reason I kept, on, kept this article was because I lost the other one. Uh, UPS is about to lay off 12,000 workers. Um, and that one was a couple days ago. Uh, you have more Walgreens closing, which I think put about three to 500 people out of work. There were some CVSs also closing, and there was a whole bunch of other stores and restaurants and bars that just uh, filed for bankruptcy and closed their doors. Boston area, New Hampshire area. So we are, as of right now that I calculated, we are almost 18,000 employees at the end of January, we're going to be out of work. This is an ongoing trend. Now, some of the things that I wanted to bring up real quick. Hold on a second. Sorry about that camera angle. Uh, but what I'm getting at here is, is what happened? What happened? Now, I don't know if I repeated this last week. So if I did, I'll have to figure this out. But... How is it that these places got such a big helping hand during the pandemic and all of a sudden now again they are filing for bankruptcy and they can't make their numbers? Is it because you banked on inflation and when you had these giant, giant profits, it wasn't profit at all, was it? You stupidly thought it was profits because you were profiting off of all of us. But at the in the end, you can't duplicate the numbers that you were making while you were taking advantage of us. And I think it's causing a lot of companies to fail. I also noticed that a lot of companies borrowed money during the pandemic, as I said, and now they're being sued. They're being fined, and they're having to pay back almost all the money that they stole. Because they didn't use it for what it was made for. Which was to keep people like you and me having a roof over our head and food in our mouth. It wasn't made for them to give their CEOs a bonus and to pay off their uh, uh, stockholders. Which is what they used it for. But they actually all thought that they could continue on this path of massive profit. Do we all, I'm hoping that they now understand that their profit line went way up because you ripped us all off. The only thing I'm sad about is that the fact that the people that work for these companies are now the ones suffering. Not the CEOs, not the stockholders, not, not any of them. It's just the workers who suffered. Now, is the company going to go close and go bankrupt? Yeah, probably. But that's going to wipe away all their debt. So they get off scot-free. While you sit at home wondering how you're even going to put food on the table for your kids who may, may or may not be in Newton, Massachusetts and going to school. You know? It just really, really bothers me that we are in a place today where 
Our livelihoods do not matter to these people. They don't matter. They don't care. They don't care about us at all anymore. Unbelievable how little they care about the people that make them all the money. All they care about is the money. And I just hope that if anybody out there, if you, I just hope that you're not suffering because now you're out of work again. Uh, I mean, this is just an endless cycle. And now with the AI, I mean, it's inevitable that we're eventually all going to be put out of work. You know, we're all going to be sitting home doing this shit, sitting in front of a camera, yelling into a microphone, trying to make a couple bucks because there's no freaking job left and there's no buildings to go to because they're all foreclosed on and boarded up. I mean, that looks like our new future, doesn't it? Anybody else noticing this from place to place, plaza to plaza, and now like places like the Concord Mall, the Concord, New Hampshire Mall. It's so vacant, it's so empty and so dead that they are literally tearing it down and turning it into, I believe, over 600 apartments because they have nothing else to do with the land. They can't do anything else. Nobody's moving into a mall anymore. Nobody wants to be in a mall. No one goes to the mall. Everything is done online. So if it's done online, we'll just make more unaffordable housing for everybody. That'll fix the problem. It's awful. It's absolutely awful. So the Trump administration ruled dramatically. The the Trump administration ruled dramatically deregulates wetlands, streams, and drinking water. Machine learning study Fines. So I don't know. No. This right here, I'm hoping will be a little bit more clear. But this makes a lot of sense for a lot of things going on in the world. If we have high regulations on everything and we're polluting everything, eventually we're going to get to a point where the regulations don't meet the pollution. So everything is polluted, right? Because... We're saying that it, the standard's here and the pollutants are catching up to the standard. And once they catch up to the standard, now you, you either raise the standard and fix this by cleaning it or you take the easy way out. We lower the standard. Now we can just drink the water, right? I mean, it, it's disgusting. Now, am I blaming Trump? No. It just happens to be the Trump administration that this article is talking about. The 1972 Clean Water Act protects the waters of the United States, but does not precisely define which streams and wetlands this phrase covers, leaving it to presidential administration's regulators and courts to decide. As a result, the exact coverage of Clean Water Act is difficult to estimate. New research led by the team of the University of California in Berkeley used machine learning to more accurately predict which waterways are protected by the act. The analysts found that a 2020 Trump administration rule removed Clean Water Act protection for one-fourth of the United States wetlands and one-fifth of the United States streams and also deregulated 30% 
of watersheds that supply drinking water to household taps. I mean, honestly, if you are drinking tap water today, I'm going to have to call you crazy. Everybody knows not to drink the tap water. Everybody knows that there's fluoride in it, right? They stopped putting fluoride. Fuck you. They didn't stop putting fluoride in it. They didn't stop doing anything. Okay, let me tell you why I think you should stop using tap water. Every time, every time, I don't, I'm going to say every time. I'm going to, I feel very confident about this. People are always flushing their pills down the goddamn toilet. Now, I understand why you're doing it. I understand the symbolism behind it. But all you're doing is poisoning the water, everybody. That's what you're doing. You are literally poisoning the water every time you do this. If you really do not want to take those drugs anymore, you want to better your life, uh, let's just say it's opiates. Let's go off of that one, right? Please don't flush them down the toilet. If you're gonna do anything, I told my wife the same thing. She had some anti, uh, no, she had some, what the, antidepressants that she no longer was supposed to use according to the doctor, and they gave her new ones. And she's like, what do I do with all the old ones? And I'm like, well, give them, give them to me. And she goes, why? I'll just flush them. I'm like, you can't flush them, all right? I'm not adding to this chaos in the world that's already existent. So what I did was, is I ripped the label off the bottle. I always shred my address and name. If you don't do this, you should. Everything should be shredded. I understand everything's out there in internet land, but if you shred your home address and your name and make it a thing, it, it'll actually, it, it, it's beneficial. It's beneficial. I love the shredding. Um, get a cross threader. So I took it and I took the pill bottle with the pill still inside of it and I poured water into the pill bottle. And then I took a paper towel and I put it on the top and I put the cap back on. And then I shook it until all the pills started turning into, you know, it started dissolving. Once they're dissolved, they get really, really thick and gummy. I don't put that much water in, just enough to break them down. And then they turn into a giant paste inside of the jar. And then I throw it in the trash. Now, is that a little bit too much work? Yes. But do I want to throw out pills and then have somebody else get their hands on them and get hurt potentially? No. But do I want to flush them down the toilet and cause more pollution to our drinking water? No. So what I do is safer for the environment and everybody else. Every time, I mean, I bet you... In Manhattan, half of the people living in a skyscraper flushed all their pills down. And we're talking massive amounts. If you test your tap water for antidepressants, it is there. You can test it for all kinds of shit, and it's there. Opiates, 
uh, the methamphetamines. I mean, people have been putting drugs down toilets forever. Don't drink the tap water. Ever. It's so bad for you. It's so, so bad for you. But this right here is a problem because you can't make everything less than just because you can't you can't clean it to meet the requirements. It, it, it doesn't fix the problem. You can't say that, well, if it, this is our standard here, right? Oh, sorry. This is our standard here. Well, the pollutants are here. Well, once they get here, it's not safe anymore, right? It's, it's really not safe unless it's way down here. But because the pollutants have gotten so high, they drop that bar. They drop the bar. And now they go, even if it has pollutants in it, safe for you to drink. It's wrong. It's wrong. Wrong and it's disgusting. So I thought this would be really cute. All right. So first, Rhino IFB pregnancy could save this species with only two living animals. So this rhino is very endangered. And they're trying to save it. And we're going to watch a video on it. But... I am a person who thinks that when something goes extinct, I think it was supposed to, you know? Like, I don't think bringing back the woolly mammoth is a good idea. I don't think bringing back the saber-toothed tiger is a good idea. I don't think bringing back animals that have died off for one reason or another, it could have been, you know, man slaughtering them. It could have been a comet. It could just have been like the dodo bird that just, was it the dodo bird or, uh, there was, or a lemming, something like that. One of those creatures literally just jumped off cliffs and killed themselves. So maybe, and I'm not saying that like, I want the rhino to die, but what I'm saying is, is maybe it wasn't supposed to survive. It is wild to see, though, isn't it? A little baby rhino. Uh, can't play the music, so. But yeah, you can see the little baby rhino. He's doing what my dog does in the grass. He's rolling around. Um, the mother's hovering over it, and it looks like this baby was born uh through ivf you know just like we do today for humans but my problem with ivf is the simple fact that it costs a lot of money to do this right and it, it takes so much to even get one child today and oh man it's adorable though isn't it it really is adorable. These are vicious, vicious animals. Rhinos, walrus. No, not walrus. Uh, what's the hippos? Hippos are. I think I'm thinking of a hippo. Hippos are super, super ferocious and deadly. But these are giant animals, and I don't think the rhino is as 
uh, vicious as a hippopotamus. Uh, but I do believe because they are so big, you know, they don't exactly know what a soft touch is, right? They have no idea what a soft touch is. So because of that reason, I stay away from things like this. But my problem with IVF is, and now I have multiple people that I have in my family and that I've known over two decades that have gotten into uh, IVF, right? They can't have kids, can't have kids, can't have kids, and then they do an IVF. They're doing one treatment, two treatments, three treatments, four, and nothing's happening. And then all of a sudden, it's just baby after baby after baby after baby after baby after baby. And then the man has to get a vasectomy because the girl can't shut off. And you know what I always say when I hear this? Because that is the most common denominator. You can't get pregnant. You have multiple IVFs, still can't get pregnant. And then all of a sudden, that sucker turns on and you cannot turn it off. And now you're having one, two, three, four. I know somebody had five kids. Five. Before he had to go get a vasectomy because she couldn't shut it down. So. This stuff happens, but that's what you get for fucking with human nature, I believe. You know, those treatments are ten dollars to $20,000 every time. That's crazy. I know somebody who's, I just told you, four times. That's, that's forty dollars to $80,000. And then they only wanted like a kid or two. And they wound up with like four or five. You know, and then now the now the guy has to go get a vasectomy. So now he's got to be on testosterone replacement for the rest of his life because you can't have a vasectomy and not get on testosterone. You're literally cutting off your testosterone. Don't get a vasectomy, everybody. I don't think it's a good thing. I don't. I think it's a horrible thing to do to yourself. I think a lot of these things that we do to ourselves are not the right thing to do. But is it possible that IVF is going to bring back this rhino and keep it from becoming extinct? It is possible. It is possible. It looks like it's very real and it's happening. But at what cost? And was that animal supposed to die off now? Maybe it's just its time. But nobody wants to admit that. I've been getting into this space a little bit more. That the Hubble discovers a water-rich planet with a steamy atmosphere. Does this not look like Saturn? And they just plopped Earth in the middle of the rings? <laughs> so, so, I don't know. I don't know. I'm technically making their argument stronger. Now, granted, the land masses do not look like America. Uh, they don't look like any of our continents. So it is possible that this is a completely different planet. But my God, it looks like a fake fucking picture to me. All right. And supposedly, supposedly. This steamy water world is supposedly twice the size of Earth. 
However, the temperatures are soaring. 800 degrees Fahrenheit, similar to Venus. Um, G9827, lowercase d, is far from hospitable. Well, how can you tell if a planet that far away is hospitable? How? How? Right? I'm sorry. I just, these are the things I don't understand about our satellites and, 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 and zooming in and seeing other galaxies and all these things. How do you have such a clear picture? How far away is it? I haven't even, there's not one thing in here of, ex, of, of, of exactly how far away it is. But crucially, any clouds on the planet are low enough not to obstruct Hubble's view, enabling the detection of water vapor above them. Observing water is a gateway to finding other things, said Thomas Green, astrophysicist at NASA, um, Ames Research Center in California, Silicon Valley. So, I mean... Oh, okay, okay, hold on, hold the fucking, hold on here. Originally discovered by NASA's Kepler Space Telescope in 2017, uh, GJ9827D orbits a red dwarf star. G, GJ9827 located, located 97 light years away what in the constellation pieces completing an orbit every 6.2 days the distant world will not oh the distant world while not a candidate for life as we know it provides individuals insights into the diversity and nature of extraordinary atmospheres in cinching us closer to understanding the complexities of our universe. I mean, I just don't think so, everybody. This is crazy. This is actually where I'm pulling the brake. I'm pulling it. You're telling me that this Hubble telescope is capable of grabbing a picture 97 light years away zooming in perfect picture i i i'm having a real hard time with this everybody the more i talk about these theories the more i read with these theories in mind and now the more upset i am <laughs> When shit does, doesn't make any sense and you just feel like you're being lied to. So I don't know about this. Um, let's see here. What we got? What we got? Oh, all right. We got some more galaxies here. Yeah, so I, I, I wanted to bring some of this up because we haven't touched on the flat earth thing quite yet. And we're going to. But these are just some of the things that I've seen that I'm like, wow, this is so crazy but now i'm looking at it a little bit differently and it's not striking me as much as i wanted it to so i think what we'll do is we'll let this little old lady 
Uh, tell us. Well, I don't think I'm going to be able to. That's seven minutes long. Yeah, we'll see where it takes us. Once upon a time, three wise men looked to the heavens and saw a guiding star. Millennia have passed, but as David Pogue will show us, we're still looking skyward, aided by a wondrous tool. The story of Christmas features a miraculous astronomical sight. Yes, it was the star of Bethlehem which shone so brightly. But this Christmas, we're blessed with an abundance of new visions from the skies. Oh, are we? Jupiter and its rings, 385 million miles away. I just... The Carina Nebula, 7,500 light years away. The Phantom Galaxy, 32 7, million light years away. So 97's not that far. the regions of space, 13 billion light years away. Bullshit. How? These pictures come from the James Webb Space Telescope, which lifted off on Christmas Day two years ago. Liftoff. James huh. Webb begins a voyage back to the birth of the universe. In 1989, NASA began thinking about a successor to the Hubble telescope. The new machine would have massive gold-plated lenses that could detect infrared light, invisible to our eyes, but capable of passing through dust and gases from 100 times farther into the universe. The web would also be much bigger than the I just, I also have a hard time with understanding how far away this thing is and how we're still connected to it. If I get more than 250 feet away from my Wi-Fi, it drops. <laughs> what kind of a receiver do these people have on this thing? <laughs> the elevator pitch for the Webb Telescope was to get the baby pictures of the universe, right? We have delivered exactly what we promised on- I mean- The one in June, 2022. It, it could be easy to deliver exactly what you promised if you can make pictures up on a computer. Oh man. <laughs> oh shit. I think I've been turned. Oh no. Oh man, this is crazy. This is crazy to me. It didn't sound good at all. Webb has been hit by a meteorite. <laughs> made a hole. Yes. What was that day like? Yeah, it was wonderful, you know, so. It was we wonderful. the mirrors to, to get hit by micrometeorites. Oh, you know, wow, that's how big they are? A grain of sand mm. or, or something like that. But, I mean, you're truly talking about one small spot and something 22 feet across, mm. right? The impact of it was really irrelevant. It actually didn't impact science at all. But there were what? also some questions about the photos. Was NASA manipulating them? Colorizing them? That question actually comes up a lot. Is what Webb sees real? NASA image experts Joe DePasquale and Elisa Pagan can answer the questions about colorizing. Okay, answer these They're questions. They're the ones who do it. It's our job to be able to translate that light into something that our eyes can see. As it turns out, there's a lot of light that people can't see, like ultraviolet light, which bees can see, or huh. infrared light, which pit vipers can see. Ooh. Ultraviolet light travels in very short waves. Infrared waves are much longer. And that's what guides the colorizing process. We're taking the shortest wavelength, applying the bluer color, 
the middle wavelength, that's the green, and then the longest wavelength gets assigned the red. This is what we think is the truest representation of what we could possibly see if okay. we could see an infrared light. Okay. If you were okay, this is what they think. This is what they think would be the truest representation of what it is seeing. But we don't know if that's actually what it's seeing. Uh, what do you think, everybody? What do you think? Oh, uh, fuck. I'm starting to think this is bullshit. <laughs> I'm fucking... I'm losing it, dude. Oh, no. Uh, so they manipulate them. They color them. To the best of their ability. Ugh. That's tough. That is tough. And now it's really tough for me to say, hey, look at these satellite pictures, man. But you saw that, though, right? There was uh, that, that cluster that was 7,500 light years away. So that makes that planet 97 light years away. Really not that far. But am I being turned? Is it happening before your eyes? <sighs> Damn it. I might be. You know, I like to be very open-minded about a lot of things, too. So, I can't just be like, no, I'm putting my heels in the sand. I mean, when things don't make sense, you got to question them. Got to question them. Shit. Damn it. They manipulate the pictures. Should have known it. All right, and uh, this one here I thought would be uh, fun for the end because, you know, I uh, think uh, a lot of things happen and uh, some of them are pretty damn fucking funny and this is pretty funny. Six accused of shipping cocaine to Manchester through the U.S. Postal Service. <laughs> that is a significant amount of cocaine. It's thousands of doses of cocaine. U.S. Doses. Attorney Jane Young says this investigation began in 2020. She doesn't know and what a dose is. And today there's been more than five <laughs> kilograms or 10 pounds of cocaine. 10 pounds? <laughs> from Puerto Rico to Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> sophisticated operation. Individuals that were charged with Are you shitting me? Network, so... They knew what packages were destined for drug distribution, and so they collected them in their into course. According to the U.S. Attorney's Office, members of the wait organization a would pick up the packages contained. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! We 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 were limited to one particular package to distribute cocaine through the mail. Hey, dum dums, mm, find a new package. <laughs> Find a new fucking package. Cocaine, cocaine in Manchester and give them to Lewiston Baez Miranda and others for distribution. He and five others, Yuris Rosario Rodriguez, Seal Mary Rosa Cruz, David Orme, Sasha Ramirez Muniz, and Joshua Baez Cor. Can we see pictures? On Wednesday after being indicted last month. All six are currently in custody. I got to find the picture for all of and you. And Attorney Young says this is all still under investigation. We're live tonight in Manchester. Oh, my God. That is wild, everybody. Ten pounds of cocaine. Of cocaine going through the system. And, of course, no picture of the criminals. But we'll give you a picture of the fucking shooter and tell you his whole damn history and fuck the victims, right? 
But when it comes to something like this, you can't show me the six people that were arrested and surrounded this. I wanted to know if it was my neighbors. <laughs> All of a sudden, I don't know. They're not around anymore. So, and the apartment just went empty. So I'm like, I knew something shady was going on next door, but uh, oops. Hey, that's what you get for doing shady shit, man. It's what you get. Don't be shady. Don't be shady. Holy crap, everybody. That is a wild time. Um, I, I I have to get going. I My time is very short now. So um, I just want to say, uh, again, um, thank you to everybody who is stuck with this podcast, who has come back for more, who is dealing with all my technical issues, but yet you still tune in week after week. And I did talk to a bunch of people and... I'm going to do a little bit of rearranging to the podcast room, but everybody seems to like it exactly the way it is. So, you know what? I'm good with it then. It's less work for me to do. If you're already satisfied, I'm going to hang up some new shit, change some stuff around eventually. But I do want to say thank you to everybody out there for all of your input, for all your thumbs up, for supporting my guests, for supporting me and, of course, for subscribing in general. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, if you are new to the podcast, you stop by, checking it out. Hey. Subscribe. All right? Hit that subscribe button. It is the most important thing that you can do for the podcast. It's the most important thing you can do for me. It keeps me coming back week after week. It keeps this monster running. It allows me to put more money into it. And it allows it to keep growing. So... Hit the subscribe button. Um, if you want your opportunity to be on the podcast or tell your story or a story that needs to be heard, remember, T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher at gmail.com. T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher at gmail.com is the official email of the podcast. You can uh, send a video, audio, or type it out, but make sure you send it over to the official email of the podcast, T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher. That's talking with Topher at gmail. Dot com. And then, of course, the link tree. That's where you're going to find everything TWT. Um, you're going to find all the social, all the platforms. The, the link is in the description below the video. Make sure you click it. Go follow, subscribe, and, of course, copy that link and help me make the podcast bigger. Um, please and thank you. All right. And uh, on that note, I hope everybody out there has an amazing rest of your Thursday. I hope you enjoy your weekend. And as always, I will talk to you later.